time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. We have a very important show today. We're talking about avoiding critical retirement planning mistakes. And we're going to give you five of those critical retirement planning mistakes that we have seen people make or about to make before in the past. But luckily, some of those about to uh, folks met with Glenn and got a better plan in place. We're going to talk about how retirees and pre-retirees can avoid some of these common mistakes by just implementing proper planning. So let's look at some of these things on today's show, Glenn. First of all, we all know that uh, have heard probably for years as you get closer to retirement, you should get out of stocks and into bonds. That's sort of the most boiled down retirement advice you've probably heard before. And those who consider bonds to be a safe investment aren't necessarily wrong in some ways, Glenn. However, they could be making a critical retirement planning mistake by believing that fully, right? Well, Walter, I mean, you know, there's, there's typically, you know, you, you know, you want to have balance in your retirement portfolio, but realize that your retirement portfolio may have some differences um, than your than your saving for retirement portfolio, and you know, and obviously because you're 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 making that transition from accumulation to preservation and distribution, right? And so historically, the idea is, is like, well, if you move a portion to bonds, you know, they, they, they tend to be less volatile and so forth and, and then quote unquote safer. You know, you got to be careful with the, you know, using the, you know, using the word safe, right? I mean, it, maybe they're less volatile, but at the same time, they're still in the market and there's interest rate risk, there's duration risk, and there's a variety of things that can potentially make bonds be worth less in the future. But, you know, and that's really, you know, if you get into a, a rising interest rate environment. And so, you know, we're about as we're, you know, interest rates are about as low as, as, as they can go. And so, you know, when you start think, looking at that and you say, OK, well, you know, the you know, risk reward is, it, is it, how much sense does it make to stay in a situation where there's a lot of risk if, you know, interest rates go higher versus, you know, they have to go down in order to really make money in there, you know, over and above the interest that's you know getting paid out. It's like you start to think it's like, OK, how much safety is really there? And are there other things? in the financial world that could potentially take the place of, you know, that bond portion of the portfolio, i.e., you know, a, you know, a, a, you know a, a something that is, you know, principal protected and potentially, you know, creates some additional benefits and, and hedges for whether it be long-term care or, or tax-aware planning or, or those kinds of things. You know, it, 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 you have to start thinking along the lines of how is how are my assets are going to best serve me and what am I trying to accomplish here? There is the hedge against market volatility, but you also have to think in terms of how do you make your money last, you know, for as long as is for as long as you can throughout your retirement years. You know, what are going to be the tax implications if you position it this way versus that way? You know, do you want to make sure that, you know, that you that there's money there left for, you know, if you're the first spouse to pass, you know, you want to make sure that your spouse is then taken care of, at, you know, after you're gone. Do you want to leave them, you know, monies to kids and grandkids? All of those things start to play into the decision making process. And you have to start, you know, thinking, OK, if I if I do this in my portfolio, does it accomplish the you know this goal versus that goal, or possibly there there are there are some ways to position money that you can have your dollars doing more than one job, so to speak. You know, you might be able to get tax efficiency and principal protection, and you know, and and be able to you know to take the place a lot a lot for what bonds tend to do in a portfolio. Again, not there's no there's no such thing as a one you know one size fits all. But you have to start thinking about, hey, we're at, we're in extreme place in interest rates. And when we start thinking about that, 
we have to start asking the questions, you know, well, are, you know, are bonds the same type of an investment they were maybe five years ago, 10 years ago? You know, and, and certainly with interest rates being lower than they, than they were then, you, you know, you have to look at it and say, wow, wow. I mean, this isn't necessarily, it, this is a dynamic market. Things change. Things, you know, are, are different than they used to be. And if you're moving, like I say, from, from working to retirement, you want to see if you can make that money that you have do multiple jobs rather than just doing one job. You with me, Walter? I'm with you so far. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great to point that out uh, because people, I mean, we want to keep things simple, right? So believing in kind of just easy to understand terms in a way should be helpful to our overall understanding of retirement and finances and beneficial to most people. So if we can, you know, understand something as simple as, all right, bonds equal safe, you know, that it's nice if we can package it that way, but sometimes it can get us into trouble by keeping it almost too simple. So we got to keep that in mind as we go throughout these different examples. Uh, critical retirement planning mistake number two, not protecting yourself against long-term care needs. This is that item that people like to kind of just stick their head in the sand about. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that, I mean, that's kind of putting it in stark terms, Walter. I, I, you know, I, I, would, I would take a little different tact on that. I, I think most people aren't necessarily sticking their head in the sand. But to your point, a lot of people haven't, haven't actually taken action to hedge against that risk. And largely, you know, that, that the reason for that is, is that, you know, when you start looking at, you know, traditional long-term care products, they tend to be, you know, pretty expensive. And sometimes depending upon, you know, your, your health and, and those kinds of things, there might be some challenges and, and, you know, and going through underwriting. But, you know, it, it's not an easy decision about what to do and how to do, you know, in terms of hedging against that long-term care risk. And so that's something that is almost always, you know, uh, you know, something that's not been dealt with uh, you know, by most people, you know, as they're approaching retirement. And it's, it's certainly something that, that, that they really, you know, if they're going to be really true to themselves and to their spouse, you know, to, it's like, hey, you know, do I have the ability to hedge that, that, that risk? You know, and how can we do that in an efficient way? You know, the, the biggest challenge is, is that if it, if it ends up being too costly to hedge that, that long-term risk, meaning that if you don't do it right, and again, we were talking a little bit earlier about letting your money do multiple jobs, right? And so if you're only using X amount of dollars to only cover long-term care, then oftentimes what ends up happening is, is that can really take a lot away from your lifestyle and what you're wanting to do in retirement. So we have to start to look at, is, okay, are there ways to hedge that long-term care risk in, you know, and we're, we're you know, looking at potential ways to position your money or financial products that can give us some long-term care um, benefits, but yet at the same time, that money is still positioned, you know, to be able to serve you in other ways. Maybe it's, you know, again, principal protection or, or an income stream or, or whatever the case may be. And oftentimes folks don't realize the choices that they have because they've never really been exposed to those choices. More often than not, most folks, you know, are aware of maybe what, you know, with the choices that they have within their 401k, you know, and that kind of thing, maybe their, their place of work has, you know, has offered some sort of a long-term care policy, but typically it might be a, you know, a, a traditional long-term care policy where you just pay certain premiums, almost like you would pay your, your home or auto, but except it's, it's, it's a lot more expensive. And then you're not really sure if you were ever going to use it or not. So it's you, a lot of times folks don't really understand all the choices that they have because they're, they're within the box of, you know, with, you know, in terms of thinking about, well, this is all I've ever seen. So oftentimes folks think, well, this is all there really is. 
And the reality is, is that there's an awful lot of uh, financial products and, and ways to plan that can create situations where you can have your money and, and the money that you set aside for retirement do multiple jobs for you and hedge that long-term care risk while it's also you know, you know, protecting you in other ways. Well, that's a good point, Glenn. And uh, there you go, being just a sensible, logical, non-inflammatory financial advisor. You know, I, I try to use a little hyperbole, and you call me out on it and, and take us back to reality and, and what's really true. So I appreciate that, you know. In, uh, in today's times of inflammatory words and, and actions, I didn't think I was going too far outside the realm by saying sticking your head in the sand, but, <laughs> but you're a stickler for the truth, Glenn, and I like it, so that's good. Uh, so not protecting yourself against long-term care needs, okay, maybe not sticking your head in the sand, but it's definitely something people don't really like talking about or considering or, or paying for. You know, sometimes it just comes down to that if people think, maybe I won't use this, I don't want money to go to waste preventing something that I never use, that, that same right. old argument. So anyway, interesting discussion for sure. Uh, this one will resonate with a lot of people, Glenn. A common retirement planning mistake that we need to try and avoid is not guarding against market decline. And we found out just a few months ago who fell into this category of uh, you know, this common retirement mistake. Right. Well, and, and Walter, this is obviously something that everybody is, you know, is aware of. And, you know, and, and no matter who you are, and no matter what age you are, the tendency is, is when you see market declines, it's, it's, it's disconcerting, right? Um, oftentimes, folks don't think, you know, they think, well, you know, that's that could happen. But, you know, hey, it's not likely to happen right now. You know, see, things seem to be going well, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, almost always when you have major market declines, it was a quote unquote surprise to everybody. Nobody saw that coming, you know, and I think I think everybody can kind of relate to that, you know, that that idea. But, the, you know, one of the keys is, is how close are you to retirement? Are you already retired? You know, and, and if you're you're if you're within you know five or ten years of retirement, or already in retirement, you have to really start thinking about you know positioning monies in such a way that you you start hedging against that risk of you know of major market declines. That doesn't necessarily mean that you move everything and you know and and put it in, under the mattress, but it does mean that you have to start thinking about the fact that you know that if you have assets that are safe for retirement, you need to make sure that that they're going to be there for you when you need them right i mean one of the, the, the one of the first questions you know when you when you when you when you sit down and you start thinking about you know are you going to put money in the markets one of the very first questions you need to be asking yourself the, if the advisor is not asking you or or you know the consultant or whoever you're talking with is is you know how soon are you going to need this money right and if the answer is is you're going to need it within the next you know 5 to 10 years you know that you you start thinking well maybe you maybe you should you know think in terms of you know the longer term for the money that that might be in there that has the full risk of the market right because you know you know you don't know when there's going to be a major market decline and if you know that that money's there that you need to have in the short to medium term, you know, you don't really want to have that to be that that exposed to the you know to the marketplace where you might have to take withdrawals when the when the account value is dramatically down. You know, that's going to be a very expensive withdrawal if you have to do that. And so you have to start thinking about, hey, where am I in life in relative terms to retirement and the possibility of market decline? Because a market decline in your 20s or in your 30s or even in your 40s is different than in your late 50s or 60s or beyond. Are you with me, Walter? With you all the way. Absolutely. So the timing of that market decline is something I don't think a lot of people know about. You know, we, we, we all know that it's a possibility, but people often, I don't think, realize the big difference that the timing of it all can make. 
Right, and you and obviously you you know I mean you can't necessarily time it, but you can be aware, right? right. So it's like you know you you can't control what the market does, but you can control what you're doing with your with your assets, right? And if you know that something is likely to happen at some point, you know you you know you want to be prepared for it. There's an old adage that says, you know, you, you you can't control the wind, but you can control your sails, right? And I think that there's that there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth and wisdom in that, and you can really kind of apply that to the market storms that could potentially happen. And how do you have your money positioned, and do you have enough money positioned that can kind of be out of the, out of the storms, so that you know that it'll be there when you need it? We're talking about the common retirement planning mistakes that others make and how you can avoid them. Don't make these critical mistakes yourself. Another one, Glenn, number four on the list, assuming that one particular financial tool is always good or bad. You know, your, your cousin says, don't ever invest in, you know, in X because it's just terrible. Um, not really the right mindset to have. No, it's not, Walter. And, and unfortunately, that ends up being the case for, for a lot of folks. And, you know, I mean, I, I, we've talked about this in the past, you know, where Virtually every financial product that's out there has got a use and a purpose, right? And otherwise, it, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't exist in the marketplace. And it certainly, you know, if it was created, but if it didn't have a use or a purpose, and not enough people couldn't find value in it, then it would no longer exist. So that knowledge in and of itself tells you it's like okay, you know, products in, in by and large are not necessarily good. They're not necessarily bad. They just do what they do. The key question is is you know if you have a particular type of financial product or a particular type of an investment in your in your portfolio, you know, is it appropriate for where you are and to and to serve you in your overall plan, right? And so you know, a, a typical example might be insurance products, right? You start thinking about, well, is there a reason that I might have, you know, uh, you know, this type of an insurance? Maybe it's life insurance. Maybe it's long-term care. Maybe it's an annuity. You know, and a lot of folks th- start thinking, you know, that you know, they bring out the crucifix when it's, you know, when they start talking about insurance. And you know, insurance products are not bad. You know that, but they might be a good fit. They might not be a good fit depending upon your particular situation, right? I often tell folks, you know, whether it's in a in a workshop environment, you know, or or, or doing a class, you know, at the at the university, or sitting down in a you know in a, in a meeting, you know, you know, you got to understand that you know that that there's forces out there. The insurance industry doesn't think a whole lot of of of, of the securities industry, and vice versa, in a, in, a, in a lot of cases, right? And they and oftentimes they will demonize the other. And the reality is is that you know that the market can do things that insurance cannot do. But it's also true that insurance can do things that the market cannot do. And that doesn't make one good and one bad or vice versa. It just means that, you know, if you're if you're comparing the two, you might be comparing apples and oranges. And, you know, you might you might actually need, you know, some of this to give yourself a, you know, a balanced portfolio. You know, I've, I've, I've oftentimes sat, you know, sat with folks and they, you know, they have they have preconceived notions about things and you start delving into it's like, well, you know, OK, you're going to have your Social Security and you're going to have, you know, if somebody has a pension and maybe maybe it's a, you know, a situation where there might be more than one pension. Well, in that situation, oftentimes their their required income or their needed income for their lifestyle might already be fully covered. Right. But there are also other situations where, you know, you look at, you know, hey, we've got Social Security, maybe maybe it's a second Social Security, if, you know, if, if, you know, if it's a married couple. Right. And that the amount of money that's going to be produced in that in that reliable income coming in from Social Security is at a certain level. But the lifestyle is something greater than that level. And there's a gap. Right. Well, in that gap, we start asking the question, well, how much of that gap do you want to do you want to feel certain that that money is going to be there no matter what happens? 
And most oftentimes folks say, well, yeah, we, we want to make sure that that's there. We don't necessarily want that to be at risk in the marketplace. And in that case, well, then we start looking at ways to, you know, how do we hedge that? How do we make sure that that happens for you? You know, and, and by, by, by the nature of things, if we haven't ruled something out before we started, we have the ability to look at everything with fresh eyes and realize it's like, hey, there might be some uses for this in, in your particular situation, whereas in another situation, it, it doesn't really you know, come into play. Does that make sense, Walter? It does. And I'm going to tee up real nicely for this last one. And uh, the, the natural evolution of this conversation, I think, leads to the fifth and final critical retirement and financial planning mistake. And that's not having a plan, not getting all of these things figured out and on paper and uh, in order, Glenn, is a big mistake. And so many people kind of fly by the seat of their pants when it comes to planning for retirement. I'm being inflammatory well, again, so call me back if I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're. I mean, you're not. You're not way off, Walter. I mean, you may be you know, choosing different words here and there, but but <laughs> but in essence, you're right, right? I mean, you you really want to make sure that you know you have you have an understandable plan that's in place that that, that you know you you can see. It's like you know what if if the markets go up, the markets go down, the markets go sideways that you're going to be okay regardless, right? And and if you don't have that comfort level, then that, then that should be a red flag for you thinking, hmm, maybe my plan isn't necessarily what I thought it was. If you don't have that sense of confidence and sense of well-being and knowing that, you know, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. And, you know, so that's, that's, that's kind of the, the first awareness, you know, piece of the puzzle. And then you also want to be thinking along the lines of, you know, well, you know, ask yourself the question, you know, have you done any any thoughts about you know how how different assets or resources are going to get taxed? You, you know, have you looked at you know whether or not it's going to you know last you a lifetime? What happens if something happens to you? Meaning, what happens if you you know you were passed away early, or what happens if you needed to go into the nursing home? You know, where does that leave your spouse? You know, are they going to be protected regardless? And if if some of those questions are are kind of hitting home, and it's like, hmm, I don't know that I have an answer for that, then it's probably a good indication that you you, you your plan might not be complete and there might need to be some pieces of the puzzle to be, you know, to, to round it out and make sure that, that everything is taken care of. Well, Glenn, I appreciate all of the guidance and even the pushback on some of these thoughts on today's show. Critical retirement planning mistakes, we don't want to make them ourselves. Let's try to learn from others who have come before us. And all of that can happen with a proper plan in place. And so if you don't have a f proper financial plan, Get one today. Talk to Glenn about your situation by calling 336-291-3535. Or if you've kind of done the DIY approach, but you're not really sure if you're, you know, you don't have the confidence that you can get to in through retirement. Well, then that's another indicator that maybe it's a good time for a second opinion of how you're set up right now. And Glenn can provide you with some in-depth thoughts into how you're structured for your financial future. Call the number or go to GreensboroRetirement.com and click on the free consultation at the bottom of the page. That's GreensboroRetirement.com and click on free consultation to schedule a time to talk with Glenn right there from your smartphone or computer. Well, Glenn, thanks for the help today. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Sounds great, Walter. Take care now. All right. You do as well. There you have it. Some of the critical retirement planning mistakes that others make. Let's try not to make them ourselves, right? The Retirement Roadmap Podcast will be back with you on the next edition. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.